Welcome to the Todd C. Z-Cast, everybody. My name is Todd Zalkins, recorded live here in Long Beach, California, where we talk about a little bit of everything, a little bit of recovery, a little bit of this, that, and the other. Some things relevant and highly irrelevant. We're here to share with you what's really going on. Uh, Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Z-Man Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Zalkins, and it is Wednesday evening, the day before Thanksgiving, October 21st, 2000. 18. And uh, today's pro- uh, podcast is brought to you by Roots Through Recovery, located in Long Beach, California, offering extended care for addiction and mental health. If you or someone you love needs help, please give them a call at area code 562-473-0827. Again, 562-473-0827. These guys do awesome work. If you need some help, give them a call. The program is also brought to you by As High As I Am. Located in Morro Bay, California, go see my buddy Mike Jones and tell him that I sent you. He'll allow you to borrow a spring suit and watch as you freeze your ass off in 54-degree water temperatures at the Morro Rock, and he'll even film it for your own Facebook feed. Go check out As High As I Am, the finest surf shop and surfwear in all of Central California. Last, it's also brought to you by the Knoll Family Foundation. Knoll Family Foundation, if you guys don't know, well, many of you do, is all about Bradley's House. It's going to be the first ever treatment center dedicated to helping out musicians who suffer from substance use disorder, opioid addiction, etc. We have a huge event coming on in a couple of days, Saturday, November 24th, at the Gas Lamp in Long Beach. Please come out. Tickets are like 20 bucks. All proceeds go to help out the foundation. We have an awesome lineup of bands featuring the Long Beach Dub All-Stars, Law with Jacob Knoll, Corn Dog and the Criminals, Kyle Smith from Ventura, and Burritos, of course. Burritos is going to be closing out the show. It's going to be a fun night. Okay, one more thing. I have an announcement here. In, in December, uh, I want you to join us on December 4th. 2018 there's a free community event at the av located in irvine california we're screening the film the long way back located at 16500 scientific way in irvine california and this gig it's going at six o'clock for an event screening and there's going to be a q a and talk afterwards so for those of you who haven't seen the film come and join us down in irvine looking forward to seeing you guys come out Again, it's on December 4th, 2018, just in a couple of weeks at the AV in Irvine, California, 6 p.m. Moving on here. Today, I have no guest. I'm the host with this teddy bear here to my left. That would be Monty. He's my little buddy over there. He's all mic'd up and ready to go. I'm not sure how much he's going to say, but Monty's joining us on the program. And we thought for a special little holiday, uh, a little holiday episode, Mike and I, Mike Meeker, who's the producer of the show, we reached back and and went over the last few months of a bunch of emails. You guys have been so awesome with sending us notes and and comments and stuff like that. And we we pulled some uh, from random people from all over the place. I'm going to read the questions and do my best to answer them. And it's not going to be too long of a show tonight, but we wanted to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy your day tomorrow. So I'll kick it off here with... uh, This first one is from Dana in Chicago, Illinois. She says, Z-Man, thank you for making the film. I loved it. Glad you made it out alive. P.S. When is your band coming to play here? Uh, 
Dana, we make about $12.60 every time we play, and that's for all five members. So I'm not sure if we're going to make it out to Chicago anytime soon, but Chicago is my favorite big city in the U.S. I love your town, and maybe one of these days, Corndog and the Criminals will come out and visit you, but uh, it's going to take several years for us to, uh, to save the gas money. Uh, we'll have Mud drive his Astro van, and we'll all pack in there, and I don't think he even has air conditioning, so it's got to be in the wintertime or the spring for us to make it out there alive. But uh, anyway, thank you, Dana, for, for, for your comment and appreciate you watching the film and all the best to you and your family for the holidays. Next up, we've got Paul J. Paul from San Francisco, California. He writes, I've been off, dear Z-Man, I've been off opiates for five months now, having used for almost 10 years. The cravings come and go, but I often ask myself, what's the point of all this? I'm going to meetings and doing all the things they have me do. I've got a sponsor and even started to help others, but I, st but I still feel crappy a lot. Thanks for putting your story out there. It's what made me believe I could get clean. For First off, Paul, I want to welcome you to recovery, and, I'm, and that's a big deal for you to be off of all that stuff for five months. You know, I... I often ask myself the same thing. What was the point of all this? Because I felt like crap for pretty much the first 12 to 15 months of my recovery. And I can tell you this, Paul, that, that things will definitely get better. It sounds like it sounds like you've got the willingness to do this thing called recovery and you're doing all the right things. You're already helping other people. You got a sponsor and you're doing this thing and and it's only gonna get better. And to and to go back to the stuff that you and I were doing back in the day, it's there's nothing there for you or for me. And so I hope that you stay on the path and and keep doing what you're doing. And I promise you it's going to, I promise you that the sober life is a heck of a lot better than the one that we were living. That's for damn sure. So I'm stoked that you took the time to send a note out to us and I wish you all the best with your recovery. Okay. This is Lisa from New York. Dear Todd, I really enjoyed the film having watched it recently on Hulu. I've tried getting off drugs seven times now. The most I've had clean is 86 days. I keep going back out and can't stand it when I do. I want to remain sober, but some of the meetings creep me out. Do I have any suggestions? Jeez. Well, first off, Lisa, uh, what's important is that you keep coming back. That's for darn sure. You keep coming around and, and sounds like you want to get clean and sober. And, you know, when it comes to... Uh, certain meetings, if they're making you uncomfortable, my first suggestion would be to, to go to some women's meetings. You know, I'm not sure which uh, meetings you're going to back in New York. I know that New York's got great recovery. I've been to meetings back there and, and I've had some wonderful experiences. And, and I'm sorry that, that, that your experience hasn't been all that great with some of the ones you've attended. But if I could suggest anything, uh, impress upon you something that's super important, my suggestion would be to uh, look up some women's meetings and, and, and find a, 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 a woman who can sponsor you and, and take you through these, through all the stuff that we do in recovery. And, and I, I hope that that makes sense. And I hope that uh, you're hearing this, or if you're not watching it, maybe you'll hear it when it comes out on Spotify and iTunes. But Lisa, I wish you the best. And, and thank you kindly for checking out the film on Hulu. That's super cool. So thank you for, for your note and happy holidays to you. All right, moving on here. Hey, Monty, how you doing over there? By the way, for those of you listening on Spotify and iTunes, I've got a stuffed bear over here. His name is Monty. He's got a cup of coffee. 
and he's not saying much tonight, but he is joining me. I love that little dude. All right, next we got Ronnie from Akron, Ohio. Hey, Z-Man, I heard the podcast when you were at Kent State University. I live not too far away and wish I was at the film screening. What is your take on Suboxone? I've been on it for six months. Uh, first off, Ronnie, thanks for reaching out, and, and I appreciate you uh, tuning into that podcast. That was awesome at Kent State. I had a really great experience there with the people there at the CRC and and uh, all the things that they're doing to help out the students who, who are wanting to make changes in, uh, in their lives. So as far as Suboxone, I've got a few few takes on it. You know, first and foremost is when Suboxone or what we call harm reduction. I, you know, I was on that for about seven to 10 days when I first came into to recovery while I was going through this ridiculous detox and then I was taken off of it. So my experience in, in working with people who have been on Suboxone for a long time, you know, first and foremost, if it's going to keep you from shooting up in dark alleys and, 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 it's, it's going to keep you from from using heroin and whatever it was you were doing fentanyl. I'm not sure specifically what you were, you were into, but you know, for right now, if Suboxone is keeping you away from all that stuff, I'm all for it. And that's that's kind of why they call it harm reduction. But I do know on the flip side, Ronnie, that getting off of Suboxone is a really tough thing. And and I've had several clients that I've that I've done interventions uh, on who have gone into treatment for their for their long periods of being on Suboxone and, you know, it's a rough detox. And so, and if you don't believe me, just stop taking it and, and check out how you feel in, in like 12 to 18 hours, certainly by day number two, it's, it's really crazy. So, you know what, man, so it's two-sided. I'm all for it, man. If it's helping you to, to no longer do the opiates or whatever was what that, that was just crippling you. But, uh, you know, I, my take too is true sobriety is if you're free of all that stuff. And so um, either way, I wish you the best, Ronnie. And and I hope that uh, that in time you'll wean off of the Suboxone and and uh, allow your system to heal up. So that's been my experience on that. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best, brother. Okay, next up, we've got Heather from Nashville, Tennessee. Dear Z-Man, I just celebrated a year sober. My boyfriend still struggles, and it's difficult because I can't do it for him. He's had 45 days and then ni about 90 days, but keeps going back out. <laughs> if you were me, what would you do? I love him, but feel I feel that his using threatens my own sobriety. Thank you. Uh, P.S. We both love the long way back and can't believe you didn't sleep for a month and a half. I didn't sleep for 19 days into my recovery and I finally slept, exclamation point. <laughs> Heather, first off, congratulations on your one year of sobriety. And you know, uh, that's gotta be tough when you when you care and you love you love your partner and, and, and he, uh, he can't seem to stay sober. But you know, if it's threatening your own recovery, I guess what I would suggest is, is letting him know that, uh, that by him using it, uh, it makes things hard on you for your own sobriety, and and I don't know if, if if a break is necessary or if you if you just you know when you love someone you love them you know and and sometimes you just gotta do the best you can to support them but but make no mistake that that your own sobriety your own recovery is definitely the most important thing it sure is to me and so I know that if I was in a in a threatening type of relationship I'd have to probably take a close look at that and and really evaluate what's most important is it my sobriety 
my emotional recovery and stuff like that and versus, you know, do I stick around or not? So I don't know if that helps or not, Heather. If you're watching this, uh, I sure hope that's helped a little bit. But most importantly, I want you to know that I'm stoked for you and your one year of recovery. That is so cool. And I hope that your boyfriend finally gets this thing and 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 comes to realize it's it's a heck of a lot better life. So all the best to you and 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 to your family. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Heather, in Nashville, Tennessee. All right. Next up, we've got Dan from San Diego. He says, dude, I read your book a few years ago and heard about the film. So much different stuff was in the film and it was a killer story. I have a friend of mine who's going insane, <laughs> insane from lack of sleep, and it keeps making him go back to the drugs, or at least that's what he says. At what point did you decide to get clean and sober, and how did you deal with the lack of sleep? P.S. I'll be at the gas lamp show in Long Beach. Oh, super cool. Right on, Dan. Thanks for writing in, and I'm glad that you're going to come to the gas lamp on Saturday. That's uh, going to be a fun show to support the Knoll Family Foundation and Bradley's house. At what point did I decide to get clean and sober? Jeez, it, was, it wasn't a bad weekend. I'll tell you that. It was like a bad decade. But I think my story is that uh, I had a, my heart was starting to skip beats a lot, and that scared the crap out of me for sure. But, uh, you know, I, one of the things that constantly ran through my head was that I, I did not want my mom to get a phone call that, I, that her son had died from, from drug addiction or from an overdose. And, I love my mom to pieces and and she's one of the most important people in my life. Um so it was it was like in January uh of 2007 that I started making plans to find some place that could deal with me and in, on February 16th of 2007 I checked into a, a hospital in Laguna Beach and I was quite a handful for them. Uh that's for darn sure but how did I deal with the lack of sleep? I, <laughs> I, I didn't deal with it very well. I tell you what I did do is, I mean, I was incapable of, of, of working. I had my own little business and, and I wasn't able to work. My I was vibrating all the time. My freaking hand shook and I couldn't speak very clearly. So I just, what I did was I went to two to three recovery meetings a day, like in my first six months. And after that, about 14 to 16 meetings a week. And, you know, it was the rooms of recovery that made me feel safe. It was the people there that that seemed to care about me. I had no idea why, but but uh, thank God for all of them. They, they they helped me to walk and talk again. And and so, uh, yeah, yeah. But I didn't deal with the lack of sleep all that well. I can tell you that. And um, but I'm glad that on day 45, I finally got three hours sleep. That's for damn sure. So. Dan, thank you so much for writing in. And, and when you come to the gas lamp on Saturday, uh, come by and say hello. We uh, My band plays at 915. It's a great build. It's going to be a lot of fun that night. A bunch of really awesome bands. I don't think what, my band is one of them. But there's a lot of other awesome bands playing. All right. <laughs> I saved this last one because it cracked me up big time. This is from Randy in Pacific Beach, California. AZ Man, I remember when you lived down here in the late 80s. And we used to surf the pier back in the day. I saw the film and really liked it, man. I haven't seen you in like 25 years. I had to ask you, is it true that you are in porno under the name of Johnny 19? <laughs> I, 
I swear everybody here thought you were in adult films for a while when you lived here. <clears throat> Randy, first off, it's really good to hear from you. I, I, I totally remember you, man. I, I had a lot of fun surfing with you down there in PB and, and, and I enjoyed living there for a handful of years until I moved back to Long Beach. Um, was I in porno under the name of Johnny 19? No, <laughs> I don't know how that got out, man. The story goes, I don't even know how this came about, but I came back to Long Beach in like 1988 or 89 for a Christmas party uh, in Naples that a friend of mine's parents were having and people were like whispering and all this crap. And somebody says, dude, are you in porno down? Is that how you're like supplementing your income or is that how you're making a living? I heard you're like, your name is Johnny 19 and that you're in adult film. So I kind of ran with it said, oh yeah, yeah, that's, I've been doing porn for eight, nine months now. I'm just thoroughly just digging it, you know, and it was never true. And I guess one thing led to another. It's well before social media and smartphones, thank God. So uh, yeah, the answer, Randy, is no, that's just a, that's just a myth. I don't think anybody wants to see me in any adult films, but uh, I'm stoked that you reached out to me, man. And I get down to San Diego every now and then. I don't, I don't have, uh, I got your email, so I'm going to send you a note and maybe we can jump in the water and surf for a bit. So yeah, so don't go worrying about Googling Johnny 19. That's not me. It never was. And uh, But I do appreciate the gesture. It means a lot to me. Thank you, Randy. Let's see here. Man, this might be the shortest podcast we ever, we've ever done. Well, that was just a sample of some of the emails that we've gotten from people. And, and I'm what I'm really stoked about is that is that the podcast seems to be getting some really good reach. And so we're hearing from people from from different parts of the country, not just here in Southern California. And uh, and to top it all off, we, we've had I mean, in the last two months alone, I've had about seven emails for which people have stated, you know, they saw the film and, and either they watched it as a family or, or a couple watched it and one of their loved ones checked in. And, and so I got a note the other day from Brenda. And Brenda is in Sacramento, and she says that her, her son has got 30 days sober. And, uh, you know, I'm stoked that the message is getting out there that maybe it's given some people some hope or feeling a little bit hopeless or big time hopeless. And that's what it's all about. If if anyone needs to to reach out to me and talk about uh, uh, either treatment resources or have questions about recovery, feel free to hit me up anytime. And the email address is podcast at toddzalkins.com. Again, podcast at toddzalkins.com. I hope you, got, hope you guys can all come out to the gas lamp on, on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a huge uh, benefit show for Bradley's House and the Knoll Family Foundation. And um, yeah, I hope to see you guys there. And, la and, and I'll, I'll say one more, one more time that on December 4th at the AV in Irvine, we've got a community screening and event down, uh, I already said it was in Irvine, 16500 Scientific Way, 6 p.m. on December 4th. So kind of a short podcast with you, uh, for you guys today. You know, Monty hasn't said a lot. You know, uh, Monty, what are you doing over there right now? Monty's coffee cup is running low. He needs another couple shots of espresso to keep him awake and to deal with my bullshit. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. I wish all of you a real happy Thanksgiving. And I don't think I've left anything out. Hey, Mike, have I left anything out? The show is free. What's that? The show in Irvine on December 4th is free. Uh, it's a community screening event. Come on. If you haven't seen the film, come and hang out. We're going to have a talk afterwards and uh, we'll have a cup of coffee, have a, cu a cup of coffee together. So 
Happy holidays to all of you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Monty, thank you for, for really being an awesome guest. You didn't say a whole hell of a lot, but you sure made me feel comfortable. I'm a lot more comfortable because you're with me today, Monty. Have a good evening, guys. 